Good afternoon, Rich Das, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media and leader of the Embedded Computing Design Franchise here for this week's Embedded Executive Podcast. This week, my Embedded Executive is Anthony Lay. He is a Vice President at Vectronics America. Anthony, how you doing? Good, Rich. Thanks for having me. Oh, you are quite welcome. Uh, so anytime I get a memory guy on here, I, I always ask this same question. Uh, it's, it's just memory. What's the difference? Um, you know, everybody says, oh, our memory does this, our memory does that. But the reason that I actually called you to bring you on this week is I saw something that you were touting that's a concept called memory-centric computing. What is memory-centric computing? And is this just another spin on how to sell memory? Uh, no, it's, it's actually an evolution in memory. Right. Um, so if you look at edge devices, um, they're getting smarter uh, instead of using uh, cloud to do a lot of uh, searches and, uh, you know, uh, machine learning. A lot of that actually can be done on the edge. And that's what um, memory centric compute or, uh, you know, in some instances, they even call it in-memory search. Right. And that's that's really where the next evolution is, even making the memory smarter. Okay, you got to go down one more level because I don't really understand what, what you mean by this concept. Yeah, so typically uh, right now, the traditional method of doing searches is you dump everything into uh, a large memory, uh, you know, like an HBM um, type memory, and then you do searches in those, right? Now, um, you, you know, going into the future, you've got power issues uh, with HBM, you've got uh, latency, um, you know, going across networks. So you wanna be able to do that uh, on the edge with as little uh, power consumption as possible, okay? So again, the, the search now is actually on the edge uh, that's being done in our flash memory. So this is a function of power that you're referring to? It's power and speed. Um, as well. Yeah, it's, it's both. And then the, the ability to do it on the edge, right? Uh, as opposed to having to go through the cloud. Okay, define the edge to make sure that we're talking about the same thing. Yeah, uh, any edge device that's, uh, you know, in a car, at home, uh, you know, that you're walking around on your cell phone, anything that's, you know, in your hands, right? So it's you're talking about the end, the end device, because yes. a lot of people confuse the, not confuse, but people have different definitions. Some people call the gateway the edge, and some people call right. the end, end point the edge. Okay. Uh, okay. So how low power are we talking about? Yeah, so... You know, if you look at, let's say, you know, um, a DRAM, typical DRAM. So we, we've been doing some, um, some studies on this. So typical DRAM, probably about one watt uh, to be able to get maybe 3.2 gigabytes per second in terms of uh, search bandwidth. Uh, with our Fortex um, in-memory search uh, and based on our 3 NAND, because we, we can do a 3 NAND or 3 NOR, it's just adding this um, special logic into our memory. Uh, you'll get 300 gigabytes per second of bandwidth, okay? So that's the performance. And you get about a third of the active power, which is about 300 milliwatts, okay? So uh, you're talking about pretty significant uh, uh, searchability on the edge, as well as um, much lower power. Okay, but you just threw out a pretty arbitrary number of 300 gigabits. Um, mm -hmm. Where'd you come up with that number? Is, is, is What can you do with that? Uh, 
in terms of uh, what can the edge do? I mean, then 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 you're be, be you're you're able to um, do much faster fingerprint or face recognition, right? Um, and in the past, you'd have to go through the cloud uh, with the data you have, and then come back and and uh, make a decision. But here, this is almost real time, right? You're able to like be able to do image. And then eventually we're, we're looking at even doing video recognition, getting that bandwidth fast enough, right? Because right now with that performance, you're looking at fingerprint uh, recognition and even um, uh, you know uh, visual recognition, right? But in your example, you're actually doing the, the compute at the end point. You're not going back to the cloud for compute, right? No, no, everything's done um, on the edge and on that edge device, yeah. Okay. Um... And, and in real time, I mean, you know, you, you're talking about, I know it seems, you know, uh, the performance seems oh, negligible uh, to some people, but, you know, if you're in a car uh, and the edge device needs to make uh, a, um, a decision, it doesn't have to go back to the central compute in some cases, right? Yep. So, so in those cases, it's much faster. Okay. So everything in life comes with a trade-off. What is the trade-off here to get that level of power and performance? Um, I mean, we don't see um, any downside to this. Uh, now it's just a matter of getting um, you know, the, uh, the chipsets uh, to adopt this. It's a new concept uh, to us. And just like everything, everyone's trying to drive prices down, uh, performance up and power down. And I think, you know, again, a lot of people are looking at Moore's law uh, of, uh, you know, the chip itself, but what about, you know, the, the ability to hit the performance and power? And that's where I think um, Fortix and in-memory search is kind of moving us to. So is this something you're doing alone or is, is, is this a standard you're trying to get past? So we, you know, I mean, we've heard of other companies uh, doing something similar. Uh, but for us, we're, you know, we have a lot of patents. Um, we've got a lot of paper that's out there and we're hoping, you know, others would jump on as well in the future. Okay. I mean, once we get out there, I think standards will, uh, will come around. Okay. You sort of minimize that though, but isn't a uh, second source pretty much a requirement for anybody today? Yeah, but but you know, Rich, you know how this thing works, right? You got to come out first, and then um, and then when it's fully adopted or or highly adopted, you know, others will jump on. So just put it this way, I would say uh, a few years ago when we came out with this concept internally, uh, no one was working on this. We started putting out some papers through IEDM. Now we're starting to see, uh, you know, some smaller companies, startups, even some of these larger companies coming out with their own ideas as well. So I think the concepts there, we're still, you know, a few years away. Um, and I think in the next couple of years, yeah, I, I, you know, our customers, if they're going to start adopting this, they're going to ask us to work with others as well. Yeah. Okay. Have you received any pushback in that it's not low power enough or the bandwidth isn't high enough? Sure. <laughs> um, you know, if you talk to customers, they always want lower power and much faster performance. But the first generation that we're looking at, it, it solves a lot of problems that we currently have. And then, of course, we're working on the next generation um, after that. Right. But, yeah, I mean, it, everything has to come in step by step. And from the memory provider's perspective, how hard is this to do? Can XYZ memory vendor 
just say, yeah, sure, I'll adopt a product like that and, and be able to be in production fairly quickly, or is it pretty hard? Uh, I mean, I'm not a technologist. Uh, from what I see, it's not um, it's not a hard uh, concept. Uh, it, again, we we have patents around this. Uh, of course, we we want we want to be able to protect our IP. Uh, but from a a I think a design perspective, it's really more technology that goes around it. So um, I can't really answer that exactly. The only thing I can tell you is um, the it can be easily adapted to existing 3D technology. Let's put okay. it that way. When do you expect to see this shipping mainstream? Probably, uh, I know it's, it seems a little bit further out, but, um, but I think the adoption needs to happen in the next year or so. Uh, Production-wise, I, I would say 24, 25, okay? And as you know, new technology takes you know, uh, a few years uh, to ramp in, in high volume. Cool. Right. Very good, Anthony. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, thanks, Rich. Great talking to you. Same here. That was Anthony Lay. He is a vice president with Macronics, and I am Rich Nass with Open Systems Media.